The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. South Connection, welcome to episode number 15 of the Seven Months of Danger podcast. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and I am joined always by my... Oh, I was trying to think of a fancy name to call you guys, but I ain't got shit tonight. So, uh, Matt Sousa, how are you tonight? Wow. <laughs> I've, never been more ins- I've never been more insulted in my well, entire well, I had life. Well, I had a brain fart, and I couldn't come up with anything really catchy, so I just went right yeah. into it. I, uh, I, I, I understand. It's the age. It's fine. Well, you know, it is my age, and it's, I mean, it's past my bedtime, so I, I can't. True. It's been that. past your bedtime for hours. At this it time. is. I, I apologize for the really shitty intro, but I do value you as a podcast partner. Oh, that's very nice of you. Likewise. Okay. Well, uh, awesome. Welcome. Uh, another man that I do value, even though half the time you would think I don't, Scott Shiflett. <laughs> I value everyone here. <laughs> wow. True, true value, you may call it. Hey, Shif, what's, what's the name of the new podcast you do on video games? Uh, play While You Listen. Okay, great. Play with yourself while you listen? Yes. Logan Crossland, how are you? Well, I just don't even know what to say after that. Jesus. <laughs> um, you could have called us your Dangerous Alliance. I mean, that is what we're talking about. Uh, so. I didn't even think about that. You know, that's a great point. Sure. You know, it, it, do it over. Sean, do yeah. the intro again. In 15, in 15 episodes, I haven't thought of that. Yeah. I'm a bad host. I'm here. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to move on and jump right into the pod. <laughs> Wait. 
we're on a hell of a start here. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I, the, the three people that listen wouldn't expect us to start it off any other way, and you know that. That's, great. That's a great point. That is a great point. They know what they're getting with this crew. It's true. Yeah. All right. So we are going to, uh, let's see, what are the dates we are looking at here? Let me look at my notes. We are looking at, oh, we are we are going to start on February the 2nd. And we are running this all the way up through February 15th. So we got quite a bit to look at here, uh, Matt. Mm -hmm. But we're going to look at the Meltzer notes first. So are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. So he starts off with the notes, uh, talking about what Super Brawl looks like. On paper, it looks like a potentially best show of the year. Uh, Jesse Ventura will be announcing, but no official word on whether it will be Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone or both that will be working with them. And yes, there are political forces at work that make it very possible, if not likely, that it won't be Jim Ross. From top to bottom, the show has Lex Luger versus Sting for the world title, Rick Rude versus Steamboat for the U.S. title, Anderson and Eaton versus the Steiners for the tag team titles, Wyndham and Rhodes versus Austin and Zabisco with no gimmick stipulations, just a straight match, Blagger versus Pillman for the light heavyweight title, Simmons versus Cactus Jack, PN News versus Mr. Hughes. Oof, here we go. Van Hammer versus the Diamond Stud, Tom Zink versus Ricky Morton, uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Taylor made man, El Higante and Johnny B. Bad and Big Josh and Mike Graham versus Young Pistols, Diamond Dallas Page and Vinny Vegas. And Good God. Um, Christ almighty. Say WCW <laughs> problem as always and try to put on 11 matches when the optimum number in this case would be eight, particularly since four of the top five matches, excluding Wyndham's match, which would be more effective as a short all-out brawny 15 minutes plus, to get the maximum out of them. So that was a lot of getting out. Uh, Sousa, I will go to you. What do you think about this? I'll go to all four of you to think about this card that I just talked about. Overall, I think it looks really, really good. You could cut out all the bullshit matches I talked about the last three at the end. Sousa, what do you think about this card and how it's shaping up? Yeah, uh, the top matches look really good. It, it's really uh, all the opening bullshit that looks like it's a, a trash fire of the highest order. But uh, hopefully, hopefully the main well, I know the main event won't be good. It's fucking Lex Luger. But everything else looks good <laughs> as far as top matches go. Absolutely, I think it's definitely setting up. I mean, the pay per view setting up a lot better than the uh, the last couple shows that we watched at least for this pod. Uh, Schiff, what do you think? The deep push of Ron Simmons continues. Uh, of moving him out of this feud as they have him in this weird, as we'll get to later today, weird Cactus Jack feud. So it's um, it, it's heartbreaking, but you know his time his time will come. But it would been nice. I think it would have been better because um, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. But when he wins the title at the end of this year, it really seems out of nowhere. But if he was up in the upper mid card and with these uh, strong baby faces, I don't think it would have seen as much out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You know that's a good point. U.S. Tag Team Champion Simmons. Uh, going to world champion in a matter of months. That's something. That's crazy. Logan, what do you think of this card? Yeah, uh, up until that Simmons-Jack match, it was looking pretty good. But below that, uh, not so much. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Um, uh, the first main headline, I will go to you, uh, Schiff. Uh, Paul Orndorff is apparently interested in coming in as a heel now that Jim Hurt is gone. Um, I don't know how much he would have... Done. I really did enjoy his 93-94 run um, with Pretty Wonderful and the TV title matches that he has with uh, Ricky Steamboat. But I don't, I don't know if there would have been a spot for him here unless they have him join the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, his previous run in the Dudes with Attitudes in the 90 was kind of goofy. Ugh. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, But yeah, so we do know he does eventually come in. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Suze, I'll go to you. Kip Frey is apparently set for a February 5th meeting to try and sign Jesse Ventura to a multi-year announcing contract 
since the current deal is just the information infomercial for Super Brawl and the pay-per-view itself. Well, I'll sign that contract as long as Kip Fry listens to my conspiracy theories there. Hmm. All right. I think we know how that plays out. So we'll have more on Jesse Ventura's contract deals um, in the upcoming episodes. Logan, Jushin Liger will be making five U.S. tours in 1992. He's scheduled on his next tour for 224 in Greenville against Pillman, 225 in Macon, Georgia against Morton, and 227 in Birmingham against Morton, and a pay-per-view on 229. And man, those are some... uh, I'm glad he's coming over from Japan just so he can face Ricky Morton and Pillman. But anyway, uh, Logan, what do you think? Yeah, I can't imagine uh, <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger being in Birmingham, Alabama. But uh, yeah, just, that's a hell of a uh, run of towns in the south there. So yeah, um, good for him getting to play uh, Pillman once and Morton twice. <laughs> yep. All right. I had this one. This one's amazing. So on February 9th at the Omni, <laughs> you have Cactus Jack versus Abdullah. And the WWF style, first man out of the cage is the winner. So basically, it, it's supposed to be the first man winner. What you find out eventually, though, know, it's not the first man out of the cage. It's the first man that throws their opponent out of the cage, by the way. Uh, Sting and Rhodes and Steamboat versus Rude Anderson and Eaton with Dusty Bold Rope to Paul Lee. Wyndham versus Abisco in a one-fall death match. Ooh, Stiders versus the Pistols. Ooh. Hughes versus News. Hammer versus Stud. Bad versus Morton. And Josh versus Taylor. Um... I believe that goes to was that to you, uh, Schiff? What do you think about that Omni card? That there that title. I mean the 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 um, the Cactus. cage match. It mm. sounds like some bastard child of the bunkhouse stampede bullshit. And with Dusty, you know, I know Kip Fry's in charge, but Dusty Dusty's leading creative. That sounds right up his alley. And like you know, they talk about it in this first match that we that we hear that, that we talk about tonight. Those are some big ass boys. You mean to tell me Abdullah's fat ass is climbing that cage? And <laughs> I would I would love to see Abdullah like throwing. Can out I get a Abdullah. Can I get a fan cam of that? Or like, well, guess who? Gee, I wonder who's going to win that match. By the way, just I mean, just by who's think about it. <laughs> I mean, there's no way Abdullah's falling out of that cage. Yeah, and the whole time they're like, there'll be a doctor around. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, fuck the doctor. Just get like the um, get the gurney out. Take him to the crematory after we're done here. I'd want to go for the Wyndham versus Abisco in a one fall death match. Like, that's what I'm going for. I want to see that. One body slam from Wyndham and Abisco will die. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. right, Or or a Lariat. (laughs) Yeah. So, Susa, by the way, uh, I think you all forget that Larry Zabisco did defeat Barry Wyndham for the Western States title in 1988. So. Oh, you're, you're right. Yes, but this is in 1988. I'm just saying. Also, it's a fake title. West, what, a, a very good-looking title, by the way. Very oh. underrated, nice-looking title belt. But anyway, that was four years ago, so Larry's very old since then. Uh, moving on. Uh, oh, Souza. Mike Graham goes back on the road as an agent in February, which hopefully that means we won't have to watch him wrestle ever again. They should leave his ass on the side of the road. <laughs> Hit by a car. Fingers right? crossed. All right, uh, Logan. Oh, Van Hammer isn't being taken completely off the road, but will only work television tapings and the pay-per-view and house shows near Atlanta for the next few months. Freebird, Zank, and Pillman also have limited road dates, although all will be working regularly on television. So before we were here, oh, yes. Van Hammer is going back to school. Unfortunately, it doesn't look that way. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, oh yeah, the guy that needs to go back to wrestling school. Yeah, let's put him on pay per view. That sounds great. Let's put him on, on a national audience in front of everyone. Um, and then Freebird, Zinc, and Pillman uh, having limited road dates. Uh, it's sad, sad to hear that about Pillman, but I'm not as sad to hear that about the Freebirds or Zinc. So, um, but yeah, Hammer, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have a uh, Van Hammer six man on our next episode that might uh, kill uh, Matt Souza. <laughs> Love with the re- with the return of a tag team that we're all dreading that we hope we never see again. So. <sighs> and he will be he will be the partner with them. So oh, I will not. I will. We, we will wait until that next episode. I won't spoil it. Um, Souza, the Bruise Cruise. After all the advertising, ended up with 170 tickets sold, and supposedly WCW would have made money on that, except they sent 40 of their own employees on the cruise, as well as which ate up the profit margin. WCW, everybody. <laughs> what did you think of this? Such. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good idea. Like, you know, I'm, uh, with the Bruise Cruise, I know WWF did that as well in the 90s because Brett talks about it in his book. Um, and they, we see it even now with the Jericho Cruise. It's a very good idea. Um, I personally would never do it. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's a way to make money. But, of course, WCW screws themselves. <laughs> mm, 40 employees on the Bruise Cruise. Oh, Matt, I'm so glad you have this one. I don't know how that worked out, but it's beautiful. El Gigante. Mm-hmm. Bill Kazmaier Medusa were at the Napa convention in New Orleans with TV executives this past week, which is why they weren't at the clash. Gigante made a contact, and there's a good shot. He'll get recurrent roles in James Bond movies as a monster hero replacing the late Richard Keel. Oh, good. Jaws, t- <laughs> Jaws 2. Uh, when I think of Jaws, I want El Gigante to fucking replace him. He's so big, he's going to have to use, like, fucking uh, car mufflers as teeth if he's Jaws. Like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, I don't think he made James Bond, but I do think he made it in Thunder in Paradise, if I'm correct. Yeah, you know, he, was, you, he was. Yep. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, huge comparison there between Thunder and Paradise and James Bond. Movies. Oh, they're they're identical. I mean, Thunder and Paradise. <laughs> Thunder and Paradise is better, but absolutely. All right, Logan. Uh, TV ratings this weekend of 125 to 26 on WCW 2.9, with a loaded main event that did a 2.9, as well as head to head with the Royal Rumble, which is impressive. While Power Hour did a 1.8. So you're telling me the goddamn main event did a 2.9 against the freaking 92 Royal Rumble? What the fuck? That's pretty wild. Yeah, that, that, that's hard to believe. But uh, I, I will take uh, Dave's word for it on this one. But that's pretty solid, awesome rating. So Yeah, you think about that. 92 Rumble. I mean, that's wow. All right, Schiff, uh, you get the Meltzer toilet, uh, toilet writing on this one. Reports from everywhere are the quality of house shows are up. <laughs> Uh, who okay <laughs> yeah writing. like what are we doing dave like i love you man but damn like <laughs> so so we had some pretty good notes and then he closes it with that we should have just ended it with the royal rumble yeah. but yeah so uh god bless you dave Meltzer. not that he listens to this but you know go fuck yourself all right uh Jeez. So, yeah uh we're gonna go to uh right into our matches tonight uh february 2nd 1992 <laughs> And we're going to open up with the main event and this one. So, guys, you remember a couple episodes ago where we watched a match with, I think it was Ron Simmons versus Cactus Jack and Larry interfered for no fucking reason whatsoever? Yes. Well, we have the tag team follow-up to that finally tonight. Oh, yeah, finally. Finally. I was looking forward to talking about this. I felt like it took forever. But it is Larry Zabisco and Cactus Jack as a team for no fucking reason taking on Ron Simmons and Abdullah the Butcher. (laughs) How excited a, are you? That's a team. Yes. 
So, um, like I said, finally, in the notes, a follow-up to a match we watched a few episodes ago um, where Ra- Larry randomly inserted himself into a situation match involving Simmons, Cactus, and Abdullah. And now we have this gem to enjoy. So Cactus uh, praises his new partner as they are accompanied by Medusa. I love Larry talking strategy in the ring to Cactus by Simmons and uh, Butcher as they're introduced. Abdullah is like a mile behind Simmons walking around the corner because he's so fat and big and he can't keep up. Um, and they're announced as 735 pounds as a team. Abdullah and Rod Simmons, 735 pounds. Tony. So Abdullah, that means Abdullah's 500 of that, right? I, I, that's insane. Yeah. 735 pounds. <laughs> Tony pimps the aforementioned match that we talked about. Abdullah and Cactus match coming up at the Omni um, that I legit want to see where the winner has to push their opponent over the top of the cage. Uh, Medusa, okay, are you ready for my Medusa taking this one? Uh-huh. Medusa is dressed as the Mexican gymnastics Olympics team coach because she has the Mexican colors on and she has, like, the gymnastics colors on. Yeah, you see, I, I had her as an Olympian on her day off, so we're close. Oh, wow. See, we're getting closer because on the last episode, we had that whole NASCAR thing going on. We're, we're, we're starting to sink here, guys. Yeah. Uh, I love Tony said a lot nothing happening before, like, into the match. He goes, a lot, no, a lot of nothing has happened because all Cactus and Abdullah are doing is staring at each other. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> um, so Tony totally shitting on the match as it starts. Uh, Simmons starts with a power slam to Cactus. Uh, Tony, this is, why, this is one of my favorite things about this match, too. Tony starts pimping blimpy subs during an Abdullah match, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed the exchange between Larry and Simmons that ended with both of them colliding in the ring. Uh, then Larry does the uh, awesome spin kick and punching Abdullah's gut, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, Abdullah just does nothing but chop thrust um, on and Larry, and then Larry sells him like death loudly, followed by the double uh, Vulcan death grip that Abdullah does because he can't move. All he does is grab things. Uh, then Abdullah then drags Larry by his eye. Yes, by his eye to tag in Simmons. Uh, Simmons follows this uh, great Abdullah offense with a fucking headlock. Cactus comes in and does nothing. He does a front face lock to Simmons. And I said, nothing says a cactus match like a front face headlock. He then punches him as Larry tells him to, because Larry's saying, uh, beat him up. So he does. Larry and Cactus take turns beating up Ron. And I say beating up loosely. He then tags Abdullah. Abdullah uh, does like two chops in the throat to Cactus and tags Ron back in, who hits it out of no, nowhere spine buster for three. Like, that's how it ends. Uh, the heel beat up the faces outside after the win. Cactus hits Abdullah with a kendo stick, then an elbow for the apron. Cactus grabs this fan- random fencing out of nowhere and beats Abdullah with it. And then randos come out to help, and uh, they get beat up until Simmons gets the fencing off Abdullah. This match was so bad, uh, but I was very, very entertained. It was like a train wreck you couldn't take your eyes off of because you just knew it was going to be bad no matter what. And they delivered on how bad it was. I went one star. Just because it was so god-awful, Susa, I will go to you. 13 minutes. This motherfucker went 13 goddamn minutes on weekly television. That's why my recap was so fucking long, because this was a long fucking match. Of terror. What, what in the ever-loving fuck are we doing? I mean, <laughs> there's parts of this match where, like Tony says, nothing is happening. Uh, Larry, at one point, almost falls while doing a body slam to Cactus Jack like he <laughs> lost his balance for a bit. Uh, uh, butcher as a face is fucking stupid. Uh, th- this now there is a path uh, to this being uh, semi-watchable, 
And I think that path is like, had they not had this go 13 fucking minutes, like if you have this go, I don't know, five and make it some sort of an relatively energetic brawl, I I think there's a path uh, to this not sucking. But as is, uh, this was was, uh, quite bad. Uh, Yeah, uh, just... (laughs) <laughs> absolutely terrible i also went one star uh fuck you sean for making us watch this and <laughs> fuck me fuck me for watching it so one star all right all right uh yeah fuck me uh Susa. i'm sorry uh chef uh this match was really bad um i had five notes from this i'm just gonna read them to you real quick uh abdullah simmons a combined 700 pounds abdullah is 500 of that Abdullah too fat to get on the side of the ring. Nice power slam from Ron to Cactus. Uh, Abdullah tried to rip Larry's eye out. I wish someone would rip my my eye out. (laughs) Spine buster on Cactus, and it's over. Half a star. This shit sucked. (laughs) Logan? (laughs) Yeah, I I went a star on it, but not not for good reasons, I'll say. Uh, This match was pretty trash. Uh, my first note is, God, this match is a Mad Lib. Uh, this is like if you wrote three, four random names into a Mad Lib book and just kind of came up with the story. Uh, Abdullah's offense on Larry is all-time comedy stuff. I hate Cactus Jack's scream. I, I wish he would just never do it, and I almost want to mute the TV every time he does it. Um, I am going purely one on this because of Larry's interaction with Abdullah and the whole screaming anytime he did a chop on him or grabbed him uh, by the neck or anything like that. So just purely based on the comedy spots, I'll go one on it. Yeah, Matt, we have lots of Larry on this show, so I do need some Larry at some point in this podcast, by the way. You got it, sir. All right. So, uh, Logan, what was the total score on that shit show? Uh, 0.875 because of shifts uh, half star. Uh, what's the worst one we've had? 0.35? No, zero was the first, the worst. Oh, the dud. God damn it. Okay, well, this one should have qualified, but oh well. All right, we're gonna move on. So, we're gonna move the shouldn't uh, give it one then. Well, I know, but I could, I was entertained. What, what are you gonna do? I was entertained. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna go to February, we're gonna go to February 8th, uh, 92, and we're gonna go to pro. And oh boy. It's our favorite tag team of Brian Pillman and Mike Graham taking on Larry again in another tag team match uh, with his partner, Bobby Eaton. And again, Brian Pillman is stuck with Graham in this shit. Medusa is out with the Alliance and Larry is out. And this I don't remember if I heard this. Larry, they had this weird like death march theme. Is this, have you guys heard this theme that Larry's come out to before? Is this like his cruncher theme or whatever? I don't remember I, this theme before. I didn't even notice it, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't either. All right. Well, go back and listen. It comes out different. Yeah, he has different theme music than the normal Lions music. It's different. Uh, Medusa. Okay, here's my Medusa take on this one. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Dressed like an extra on Miami Vice playing a random hooker that was busted in a drug bust. That's very specific. Well, she's dressed in a short black leather skirt, and she looks like she's dressed like a hooker. Oh. You did not catch that, apparently. No, I have a, I have another thing for Medusa. Okay, well, go ahead. I, I like hearing everybody's Medusa. Uh, you see, I, I simply said uh, Ma the Hitman Dusa because she was wearing a Bret Hart jacket. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> Log, uh, Logan, uh, did you have anything besides I hate Medusa? Because I haven't heard that. <laughs> I, 
I, I did not have anything on her outfit, but they do pan in on her at one point, and she shows off her absolutely horrendous mic skills and completely flubs every line she says. Oh yeah, yeah. The I, 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 I want to say I think I have something in here, but if I don't, please make sure you bring that up. All right. Um, so also, uh, we are treated to a commercial break before this match started with uh, the Suzanne Summers Time Master. Did you guys? Catch I that? did catch that. Good God. <laughs> Good God. Hey, yeah, Suzanne Summers, uh, quite the legs back then. Very, 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 very nice. Crack a coconut with those things. You sure could. Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Grace, Suzanne Summers. It's very, very Jesus. interesting. Uh, so Not the get, same. <laughs> we get back to the match. Uh, JR, again, is verbally blowing the master of the figure four, uh, Mike Graham. Uh, JR also praises Paul E for mixing up his men and tag teams. Oh, and this is where Medusa loses her shit. She challenges Brian to a light heavyweight match and says she would do the job to him. So I think that's what you were talking about uh, when she lost her shit. Um, this is, oh, here we go. Same crisscross spot from our last episode that also ends in Pillman clotheslining on a blind tag over the top rope. Pillman and Bobby have a great exchange with the head scissors and Bobby does the lifting backbreaker, which I thought looked really good. Um, Pillman, again, is a highlight in this tag team match. And again, it's too bad that this is the, he's in these random tag teams as a filler and not as a player. Like that's my whole thing with Pillman. I love him in these matches, but I hate that he's a filler and he's not like a player in these, like he should be a player in this feud with the Alliance, not a filler. And that's really starting to piss me off a little bit. Um, Angry Larry, um, as Brian starts owning the heels, all four in the ring and the faces really work well together and taking on the heels. Um, Putting my grand's feels aside, I really enjoy this. Grand's ends up being the face in peril as the match progresses. Match ending is really chaotic and dumb with Larry face locking Graham, looking like he didn't know what to do. Uh, Pillman comes in and getting pushed back to the corner. We get the same fucking spot with Larry doing a figure four on Graham. And uh, I'm sorry, the figure four on Larry by Graham. Bobby does the jam. Pillman flies at Bobby and they fall over the top rope. And Pillman beats the shit out of him outside um, with chops to Larry. Um, in the ring, hits the brain buster on Graham for the three. Um, Bobby uh, <laughs> Bobby then calls him a jerk. Uh, I like this match. Again, Graham aside, and even Larry does okay. I really like this. Although, almost the same exact match as the tag team match we saw in the last episode, I thought it was a little bit better. I went two and a half. I really kind of enjoyed this match. Uh, Schiff, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I, I really like this match as well. Um, as we saw last episode, we talked about it. Graham... Uh, has some some somehow able to dominate both of the tag champs by himself. Um, when Pillman gets in, he hit a nice cross body to Larry, and then he hit a nice missile drop kick um, mm-hmm. to Larry as well, and it was just awesome. Um, yeah, is that wrong? I, I do have a note saying that Graham sucks. Um, then same missed tag spot in the last <laughs> in the last match. Um, and then we got the same minute as before, Bobby doing Alabama Jam, but then like Larry hit the brain buster and the DA wins, and that brain buster is so good. I, I went two and a half. Yeah, I don't I don't ever recall Larry doing a brain buster until I started watching the show, but goddamn, it is really good. Yeah, now uh, like he breaks it out all the time. Yeah. Susan, what about you? Yeah, so I enjoyed this tag match a lot better than the one on the previous episode. And for me, what it was was that they kept uh, the human rain delay. That is Mike Graham to a minimum. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I think <laughs> Pillman... the human rain delay? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I love it. 
And uh, I just think Pillman really worked his ass off to make this. And like, I almost wonder if Pillman like knew that Mike Graham was the shits and like watched that last match he had back and said, oh, God, I really need to bust my ass in order in order to make this something watchable because Graham's terrible. Like, I just feel this was the Brian Pillman show for me. Like he just he was flying all over the ring and I thought he was uh, really well done. Uh, Mike Graham, of course, does his uh, 1969 offense as he does in every fucking match. Uh, At least at one point you got him in there with someone more his speed and Larry. So I think they actually meshed pretty well together. Uh, Pillman again, just flying around the ring. And I I thought he was, uh, he was really great during uh, all of it. And uh, the brain buster by Larry is uh, always uh, really well done. So uh, yeah, this, this ended up being pretty all right uh, solely because of Pillman two and a half. Wow. Three, two and a half. Uh, Logan. Yeah. I'm making a clean sweep two and a half. Um, I, 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 again, the crisscross spot is at the beginning. I hate it so much, but I always love that it leads to the little uh, crossbody that Pillman does over the over the top rope. Uh, Pillman's energy is just unmatched. He's just so much faster and so much uh, more energetic than all the rest of these guys. Uh, it really shows in this one. He does a slingshot double clothesline at one point, and he ends up actually landing on his feet. So just his athleticism is uh, on on showcase here as well. Um, just awesome, awesome performance by Pillman. And then uh, the match ends with uh, another shift special and the Brain Buster. So, um, yeah, two and a half. Really enjoyed this one, but it's all all on Pillman. Pillman's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it's, I can't believe we gave this match two and a half, four of us. That's crazy. Um, Mike Graham, everybody. All right, listen, we're gonna move <laughs> on to uh, we're gonna move on to Worldwide Wrestling again for February nineteen ninety two. Hey, look at this, more Larry Zabisco. So it is a rematch. On a match that we talked about two uh, two episodes ago, uh, that I really thoroughly enjoyed, that everybody else did not give enough credit to, which caused an argument. Um, if you if you have not heard that episode, episode thirteen, everybody, one of the best episodes ever in the history of this pod uh, for the last fifteen minutes. Uh, but it is Larry Zabisco taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um, and on that podcast, Larry should have won Most Dangerous because of this match, and he did not. Anyone care Wrong. to? Okay, we're gonna move on. Uh, okay, so are you ready? He's second in my ranking. Second All right, in my ranking. so are you ready for my Medusa? Okay, so before, did anybody make a comment about Medusa on her where in this match? Ooh, 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 me. Pick me. All right, uh, Sousa first. Uh, Medusa is dressed like a backup dancer in the Love Shack music video. Oh, I'm close. I'm close. Uh, Logan, how about you? I said she looked like she was uh, in a Barbie catalog, but just on based on the dress alone, not based on looks or uh, anything else like that. Just on the dress. <laughs> All right. Schiff, anything on your end? No, sir. Yeah, see, I feel like Schiff doesn't ever participate in Medusa mm. clothes mm-hmm. roulette. You got to give it the program, Schiff. I-, I will for next episode. All right. Uh, I had, uh, <laughs> I had uh, Medusa in her pink flamenco sugar wear. I see. Like the movie Showgirls, or sorry, Logan. Show, like Showgirl, like Las Vegas Showgirl. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Inversion commencing. All oh, right, boy. Um, and, and oh, and by the way, uh, I really hate Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's music too. Da-da-da! I hate that fucking music. You it's real dumb. About? It's real bad. It's real yeah, bad. It's, it's really dumb. Uh, okay, so here's the other thing that's dumb. Ricky has a fat guy dressed in a really bad ninja gear with him. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what. Did Ricky you just is. say ninja? No, ninja. I said Ricky. Ricky has a fat guy dressed in really bad ninja gear with him, and I said not sure why what Ricky is paying him, but 
but would think Ren and Ninja could do a bit better for him. That was Rent what I Rent a Ninja. That's what yeah. I put. Uh, Medusa is bitching at the ninja, and Larry yells, shut up at him, even though the ninja's not even talking, which was fantastic. Uh, we get four We get four shut-ups out of Larry in before they even lock up. So, Sousa, can I get four Larry shut-ups, please? Ah, shut up! <laughs> just, just shut up, shut up, and shut up! All right. Um, I thought this was another really solid outing by these two. Early in the match, Larry and Seaboat sell each other's offense really well and seem to gel. Uh, Larry yelling obnoxious flat, fat slob at a guy at ringside pops me really hard. Uh, they also worked fairly stiff. I hate the sudden end where Larry hits the corner and gets rolled up. Um, it was a really bullshit ending on a match that was pacing fairly well. Um, I thought pretty good. The fat ninja jumps in the ring to protect Receivo from Larry attack. This was not even four minute, uh, five minutes. Um, I actually went one and a quarter stars. I would have gone higher, but the ending was fucking bullshit for me. And this whole ninja gimmick, like, can't you even find somebody? Like, first off, the ninja outfit, like, they bought it like Toys R Us. But couldn't they have found somebody that looked a little more fit to play the ninja? This whole thing pissed me off. I went one and a quarter. Uh, Susan, what do you think? Yeah, I went a star and a half. It was fine. It was super short. Like you said, the finish came out of nowhere. Uh, Larry, again, s- screaming, oh, fat slob. Like, just, I, I can't with him. He's just screaming at everybody at ringside. <laughs> uh, Tony, at one point, explains what a ninja is. So thanks for that, Tony. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, at one point, uh, referee Luigi tells uh, Steamboat to watch himself. I don't know what uh, I don't know what that was all about. Uh, how, how many times do you think this referee is saying... How many times you think this referee has saved Princess Peach? I bet it's a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this match, it, it really wasn't much. And the finish was uh, like maybe the most out of nowhere finish I've ever seen. Like it, it, it was like they were going through the motions and then all of a sudden it's over from a cover. So yeah, uh, not much here. Star and a half from me. All right, Logan. Yeah, I, I probably took some uh, Dr. G level notes here on this one. Um, I said, <laughs> stop getting in Medusa's face with the camera. She sucks and does not know how to talk in a pro wrestling setting. Stop it. And then perfectly fine match, solid back and forth, one and a half. All right. A good, it was a good hand match. Shift. Uh, yeah, it was a good hand match. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not as down on it as the rest of you guys were. Um. I loved how Larry screamed out he couldn't concentrate for some reason. Um, <laughs> just, like, made me laugh. It was after, like, he bailed to the outside after Steamboat gave him some offense. Uh, Steamboat was actually chopping the hell out of Larry at one point, and uh, Steamboat had a nice Irish whip. Larry did a nice Irish whip to Steamboat, where Steamboat went chest first into the corner like he was Bret Hart. Yeah, that's why I said the match was fairly <laughs> stiff, I thought. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it was fun, but like you said, Sean, that, like, the... It just came out of nowhere, and... The ninja ran off like Paulie when he tried to like interfere. So yeah, I just wanted gentlemen's too. Um, yeah, okay. hopefully this is the last we see Larry tonight. All right, um, Logan, what did we uh, come up on that one? One point five six. I mean, I'm surprised that the, the 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 fat the ninja being like fat didn't bug any of you guys just based on the fact that what he's supposed to be like. Who's he gonna protect? Uh, the I didn't really pay attention to his port- portliness. Yes. All right. All right. I'm just saying. I, I that, that bug that that bugged me for. I don't know. I, guess, I can tell. I guess. I guess fat people could be ninjas too. Maybe I'm just being discriminatory. I apologize. I mean. I apologize. Sure. All right. Fine. You, you should. All right. I mean. Okay. 
Chris Farley was Chris Farley was, was an injury then. Right. That's what to say. Chris Farley in Beverly Hills, no less. That, all right. That, that, that's in the, that's in the Logan twenty twenty also. All right. Wow. Wow. And how did that end up for Chris Farley? Well. Well, he did almost heroes, and then he passed away. All righty, so we're going to move on to uh, February 15th, 1992. Uh, WCW Pro, which is, you know, uh, this is an interesting match. So Brian Pillman, who I think we'll agree has been an MVP for us lately, uh, taking on Ravishing Rick Rude. So uh, this is an interesting match. So Rude, uh, on our last episode, took on Tom Zink. Guys taking on uh, Brian Pillman, and I thought this one had the possibility to be a good match uh, just because of Brian Pillman. Uh, so tonight, gentlemen, we are fat, out of shape, simple-minded swamp pigs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tony says Brian wants the light heavyweight title as Rude puts the U.S. title in his face. So I don't, I don't really know if I mean if you if you were Pillman, would you want the U.S. title or the light heavyweight title? The, this the WCW made this mistake in '92 and then made it from '96 to '01, where they devalued the light heavyweight and cruiserweight title with types of matches like this. Yeah, but they said Brian wants the light heavyweight title over the U.S. title, which I thought was odd. But anyway, uh, Rude goes right to his side headlock on the mat to no one's surprise as Paulie yells at ringside. Uh, Brian does some Indian deathlock leg work. Um, Tony is bored at this point, so he talks about the history of Paul Lee being a big mouth, which I thought was really, really dumb. Uh, Paul Lee yells in his phone, again, not sure to who, is because he's dialed no one. Uh, Rude actually sells his leg, which I was really, really surprised at. Pillman um, is kicked outside, but um, then Brian grabs uh, Rude's legs and wraps his uh, legs around the ring post. Uh, Rude takes control, control and then does some rude things, but does actually do a suplex and side backbreaker. Then he goes to what he knows best, a boring backbreaker. Um, I did like Rude uh, doing a Samoan drop on a crucifix attempt. Rude is drop kicked right in the face, coming off the top rope, but the only thing is he doesn't really sell it. Pillman then hits uh, his springboard clothesline for two, then does a dive over the top onto the Rude outside. Uh, Rude catches Brian on a cross body off a second rope and does a stun gun again to him, uh, doing stunning Steve Austin's to set up the finish. Uh, Rude he gets a Rude awakening for three. Um, overall, I thought this was pretty good. Again, I give Pillman lots of credit. Uh, and I and yes, Rude did a lot of rude things, but I also think he did his part and sold uh, for Brian fairly well, particularly on the legwork. And I think this is the best Rude we have seen, um, aside from Clash 17 stuff and obviously from the two stars um, that we gave uh, for the Zank match for most of us. Um, so I actually went two and a half on this. I, I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, Schiff, I'll go to you. I'm probably going to catch hell for this. Oh, God. Um, if you go three stars, I'm going to lose it. Well, I guess you might want to get that up and rolling. This is not three stars, dude. Come I, on. I went three stars. Um, so. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I liked uh, Rude's selling of his knee after giving Brian a backbreaker because uh, Brian had worked on Rude's legs beforehand. Uh, and you brought up that reversal, the crucifix. I thought that was very nice. Um, and that was that was actually really good. Yeah, that was good. And I liked when uh, Rude went up top, off the top rope, and Brian countered with a beautiful drop kick. It was great. Um, and Brian actually did a good job of getting out of Rude Awakening. Um, he was able to grab onto the ropes and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pillman hit Air Pillman, and Rude kicked out. Uh, Brian got the. Got a pin, but Paulie interfered, and then Rude catches Brian and drops him the stun gun and Rude Awakening. I really enjoyed that match. Three stars, huh? Yeah. All right, I'll 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 reserve comment. Souza. 
Well, at the risk of also upsetting mind Fuhrer, I also went three stars. Uh, ah, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I, I think this was the best rude match we've seen since the Sting stuff. I uh, look, maybe it's just because we finally saw a good fucking rude match that we're overrating it, but because we've so, seen him. Okay, so I'll stop. Am I underrating this? I guess. No, because it's only half a star less. Okay. Who cares? All right, I'm over. I'm overthinking it. Go ahead. You are overthinking it. Goddamn. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Root and Pillman, I thought they meshed really well together. Uh, Pillman, again, working his ass off. Uh, if we didn't limit uh, the, the awards to the Dangerous Alliance people, Pillman would get uh, MVP 100%. for this, uh, no doubt. He's, he's been fantastic to watch. Uh, Pil- uh, Root, again, ends up using the stun gun as a setup move, which uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Sean on that. It is a little weird that he's doing that, but it, I mean, it still looks pretty good. Uh, that cruci- crucifix reversal into a Samoan drop was uh, really good. Uh, the story was pretty basic but it was a good one uh, i thought pillman looked great in losing and uh yeah i think this is uh pretty clearly uh the best match we've seen seen rude uh have since the sting stuff so uh three stars for me at the behest of sean kidd no there's no behest i can see why you go three because it's rude i would two and a half. you're right i will admit there's no differential really between two and a half and three so i'm going to use the chad campbell logic in that look at so, that we're uh, sean's yeah. growing as a human yes uh I think I, I just like that we're all joined in unity on a rude opinion. That's really interesting. Uh, Logan, what about you? I thought my opinion was fine. Well, I, I think it was rude. <laughs> yeah. I, I went between you all, and I went two and three quarters. So I'm I'm higher than you, Sean, uh, but I'm lower than the other fellas. It's all, um, it's it took all rude all of one. It took all rude all of one offensive move to go to the side headlock. So just masterful stuff there. Um, I love the leg work by Pillman. Uh, there was a nice vertical suplex that Root hit. Thought this was a really good match. Pillman uh, worked masterclass again, but I, I thought Root seemed like he actually tried and cared. Um, saying that's something new. I think he kind of started it in the zinc match, uh, but he really, really pulled it through here. Um, but Pill, Pillman's awesome, and I, I, I give most of the credit to him. But Root actually did try in this match. He did pretty well and sold, and I uh, did all that good stuff. So two and three quarters. All right. So um, what would be the total on that since we had two at three and then you and I had separate? Uh, 2.81. All right. So definitely our best rude rating, I think. I, I don't know what we gave the Clash one off the top of my head. That's pretty good, though. But yeah, I, I think the Clash one was higher, but this is probably like second best. Yeah. I mean, that rude. I, I think that one was more angle match, but it was really good. But this is like, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I do like that we've now seen two rude matches in a row as he's gearing up for the Super Brawl that we're starting to see something out of him, and that's I think that's a win. So that's really, mm-hmm. really good. So, all right. So we're going to go to WCW from here. Um, and uh, I, I had us listed that I was going to watch a Rick Reed interview, but I didn't because I was so enthralled with his match, I skipped his interview. And we're going to go right to the last match watch. Um, and it is the enforcers of uh, Larry Zabisco <laughs> and Arn Anderson. Uh, versus- Host privilege. Yeah, host privilege. I'm going to skip the rude interview because I don't want to have the interview when we just watch a good match. I'm going to move on. Uh, so it is the enforcers. Uh, Larry Zabisco, man, been all over this show. Uh, versus Ricky the Dragon, Seaboat, and Barry Windham. So the faces come out with the ninja, and Polly is out with the heels. Um, great heel start as Larry distracts Barry on the floor as he stands on the apron. And Arn cheap shots Barry to the floor. And Larry beats him up outside as Steamboat goes after Arn in the ring. Then Larry gets in the ring and helps Arn attack Steamboat and the heels. And I, I like that it's uncharacteristically. Usually the heel, the the faces start off hot, but the heels really like 
get the advantage to start off with. So I thought that was a very different start to the match with them dominating, and I kind of like that. Um, even when Steamo tries to come back for a bit, Arn hits a DDT to cut him off, which, again, to start the match off like that is really cool. Um, Wyndham finally comes in and DDTs Larry and doesn't care about winning and just wails away on him. Uh, the face is controlled for a while, but Barry ends up taking the face in peril spot. Really great tag work by the heels. Barry hits a great back suplex and gets the tag. Steamboat cleans house and all four are in. Uh, the ninja chases Paul e around. Steamboat crossbody on Larry, but and all of a sudden the bell rings. Um, all the alliance runs in and beat up the faces, and in comes Dustin and Sting, and we have an all-out brawl to end the show. The ending was very, very confusing. The match was good up to that point, but it was really a non-ending, and I just didn't get it, but I did enjoy the brawl afterward. Uh, uh, afterward, But um, I really don't – I didn't know what to rate the match. I actually went two and a half. I probably could have gone as high as two and three quarters and three, but the ending was just way, way fucked up. So, Schiff, I'll go to you. What did you think? I really wanted to like this match, but I didn't. Um, I did up till the ending. The ending took me out totally. <sighs> I, I will say there was a, a spot like we spoke last episode about Arn hitting a sick DDT. He does it again, like uh, Rick, uh, Ricky Ducks, and Arn just hits him with a DDT, and it's awesome. And what I wanted was like Barry is supposed to want to maim Larry, but he was in working at like a wrestling match, and I think that's what took me out a little bit. Like I was wanting him like just beat the hell out of Larry from pillar to post, and we didn't really see that. And I think that's what just got me a little bit when they were supposed to be in there. I will say Barry did hit a nice DDT on him. Arn and Ricky have really good chemistry. Um, and Barry, like we, we talked about it, like he's been awesome. And like, you know, he's not, like I said, last up, he's not eighties Barry, but 92 Barry is very good. Like the crowd is behind him, like no other. Um, and Barry hits a nice lariat on R and then everything breaks down. Dustin Rhodes and sting run in no Ron Simmons yet again, guys. So like, you know, he's a fish. I guess we can officially say he's out of this little, uh, I know they call it the Sting Squadron for Russell War 92, but I guess he's out of this little main event upper card run. But um, what did you go for this, Sean? I'm sorry. I went I went two and a half. I, I think I could have been easy three if like the, the ending just took me out. So I, I, I went two and a quarter. Um, mm. But I think it's just because my issues with like Larry and Barry are supposed to have this like death feud you know, from Larry breaking his arm and, like, he's, like, you know, working him over and, like, you know. But Barry DDT'd him and then Barry just beat the shit out of him on the mat with his fist. So I don't know. I don't know. I thought they did, but that's me. Yeah. All right. So two and a quarter for shift, Matt. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, uh, I went two and a half on this. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with Schiff. I do wish it was more of a brawl. It was still a good match, but I, I think given everything that Barry has been through, like he should want to fucking kill these guys. And I feel like we like wanted he... more of what he did with Austin. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he should have been out for blood in this match, and he really wasn't. Uh, I, I did like the opener, how they kind of did just go right to third gear. But again, it, it was like a wrestling third gear and not a brawling third gear, if that made sense. So, And I do think the pace did slow down a bit near the uh, near the end of the match. And the finish was real weird. Like, it just kind of ends. I, I didn't know what the hell the finish was. Was it a time limit? Was it a DQ? But uh, all that aside, it was still a, a pretty solid match and a solid way to uh, uh, to end this episode. I, I just wish uh, it was uh, more of a brawl here. So, uh, yeah, two and a half for me. All right. And Logan. 
I think that the the illegal man in the match came in the ring and they just conveniently used that as the reason to give a DQ, uh, some some stupid shit like that. So I think that was what the finish was. Um, but I, I I enjoyed it, uh, but the finish was very blind, really kind of took took out of it for sure. I went two and a half as well. I thought they did some good heel work early, kind of cornering Steamboat, keeping them in the heel corner. Another great DDT by Arn. Uh, Anderson's selling of Wyndham's punches throughout the match is all-time stuff. Um, I think at one point he's on he's on the apron and he gets decked with the punch and he's just like hanging doing the splits from the rope uh, at one point and I thought that was a really good sell and then he gets him in the ring uh, later and does it and he does kind of the stagger uh, like he doesn't know where he is and kind of falls over eventually. Um, I thought I thought uh, Larry and Arn did a really good job the the whole match of working over both guys um, and then uh, Steam I felt like when Steamboat got tagged in. At one point, he didn't get much of a reaction. I don't know if the crowd was just kind of dead for this match, but uh, when he got tagged in, it would you would have expected him to get a much bigger reaction, but it, it really didn't come at any point. Um, but yeah, the blah finish kind of ruins kind of a pretty good match, I thought, that was going on. Uh, but the brawl afterward was really good. But yeah, two and a half could have been better if it not for the blah finish. All right, so what was the total score on that? Uh, 2.44. 2.44. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, not a terrible watch tonight, but kind of like, again, just kind of feels like we're just kind of stuck in a rut on the way here to Super Bowl. So let's kind of mm-hmm. let's kind of go through our awards here. So uh, worst match, uh, Souza. Oh, the uh, cactus tag with Abdullah the Butcher, Larry and Jack versus Simmons and Butcher. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. I How was that a question? We should also I, you should I, just so, said that. Yeah, yeah, way across the board. I think we all agree, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, best match. I think I will probably go with Rude and Pillman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, least dangerous. Shift. Larry. Ah, uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, yep. Well, you know, it's Kyle. You know what? I, actually, that's the problem. It's like there's no one else to give it to because he was in every fucking match, right? All right, so he wins most and least. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Hang on. <laughs> so you're all going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Medusa. She sucks. All right, shift and uh, shift and Matt, you're going with Susa. Uh, going with Susa. How this. dare you? Shift and Matt, you're going with Zabisco. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like you kind of have to. Yeah, I feel like I don't have a choice. I think I got to go with Zabisco too. That hurt. That one. Hurt. You know, you don't have Zabisco. You, 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 you feel with Medusa and you host privilege. I mean, yeah, I could, I could, but I got to be fair. I, that's well, I mean, like, that's the problem with having Larry yeah. in every match, and when every match under delivers, yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah, yeah, there's not much choice. I mean, you could easily go Medusa, but I got to call a spade a spade. I got to go with Larry. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. All right. Um, you know, most dangerous, uh, I'm going with Rude. I, I just, again, yeah. like I did on the last, I got to go with Rude. Uh, Logan? Yeah, I'm going Rude, too. All right, Schiff? Uh, yeah, Rude. Matt? Yeah, easily. I mean, it's the most motivated he's looked in months. So Yeah, fucking Rude finally wins the most dangerous. Took 15 fucking episodes, but Rude finally wins the most dangerous. <laughs> fucking leader of the Alliance finally wins most dangerous. It's about fucking time, so... Um, all right. He, he won the first most dangerous. Oh, yeah. So he's got, to, oh, yeah, because of a uh, clash, right? 
or no, because of Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah. Halloween Havoc. Okay, yeah. So, uh, wow. So the first episode, the episode fifteen. Way to go, recruit. Um, so where are we at? So who? So where are we at in the standings? Who's the least dangerous with uh, the most? Steve Austin still. Uh, least is Austin with six now, and then Paulie still uh, most with four. Wow. Okay. And um, okay. So let's talk about how we feel about this one. I feel this watch on a scale of one to five and a journey is a little bit better than our last episode, but not much. I'm going to go 1.5. And Susan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I was thinking 1.5. It, it is a little bit better, but, and you've been saying it, Sean, it, it feels like we're kind of just, uh, plodding along and kind of stuck in the mud in this final couple weeks leading up to Super Brawl. And it like, it like it's it's almost the case of like the story going into Super Brawl has kind of already been told. So now they're just kind of trying f- to find ways to fill time. And it's not fucking working. So Yeah, I agree. Schiff? Yeah, I, I feel I went star and a half last episode. I'm going star and a half again. I feel um, surprisingly Luger leaving probably through a... a um, a, a, a crutch in their plans so they're waiting to get past super brawl and i'm sure we'll be get everything reheated once again all right logan yeah one and a half seems about right <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it kind of sucks because we're heading into this like really on paper great looking pay-per-view and mm-hmm. they're just treaded water <laughs> on the tv up to it so all right so we have on our next episode we have our last episode prior to super brawl so i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to run down some of the matches. Don't like that left. Don't we're going like to run down. We're going to run down. Some, no, you're going to like some of these. So we, there, we got, we got potential in this next episode. So I'm going to run out some of these matches, a lot of multi-man matches on our next episode. Are you ready? No. All right. No, but read it anyway. So first match, Sting, Marcus Alexander Bagwell and the Steiner brothers. Take it on Cactus Jack, Aaron Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco. Oh, God. Not, doesn't sound bad, right? Could it has possibilities, mm-hmm. right? Steiner Brothers in it. Here's the one that really is going to send somebody over the edge. Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Aaron Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zbyszko mm-hmm. versus Van Hammer and the Patriots. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give, give Jake my give Jake my spot. All right. Wait, wait. It gets better from there again. The, the the entire Dangerous Alliance of Zabisco, Rude, Eaton, and Anderson versus Sting, Rhodes, Wyndham, and Steamboat. That one should be a beggar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, here you go. You were talking about a demotion. Uh, the next match will be Wyndham and Ron Simmons versus Eaton and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Next match after that, Zayka Bagwell versus Anderson and Eaton. Oh, God. And then our last match will be Rick Rude, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco. Versus U.S. Tag Team Champions Ron Simmons, Big Josh, Brian Pillman, and Tom Zink. Mm. Nice that w- WCW finally figured out that they could do eight-man tags, huh? It's about time. Yeah, and they actually get the alliance together finally up to Super Bowl. So I, weird. Well, weird. Yeah, so overall, I don't think it's bad. I think we have that one six-man that looks like shit. The rest of them have possibilities, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you still got to deal with the Patriots, so that negates, yeah. any, that negates anything good. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what it brings, but I'm going to hopeful on our last watch before Super Bowl. At least we'll get something good out of it, so let's keep our fingers crossed. So, mm-hmm. All right, so before we go, since we didn't yell and argue like a bunch of fucking little girls, we'll do plugs again. 
Shif, do you have your plug shit together for this episode? Yeah, I'll go first. You can find me on YouTube Roulette on uh, the place to be wrestling feed. It's with uh, us, uh, me, uh, Logan, Souza, and Jake, and sometimes Sean when he's not out getting uh, milk. I almost feel like you can't say Sean. How long has it been since I've been on that show? I don't know, six months? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's probably um, you can also find me on uh, the Pop Feed with two podcasts. Uh, and the new one, is, the old one, uh, is uh, Revenge of the Comic Book Arc. I think I said that wrong. Oh my but, uh, god! Fucking goddamn it! Shit. <laughs> Traitors of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, wrong Indiana Jones movie. Um, <laughs> I love these plays. Wrong Harrison It's called Comic Runner. It's called King Solomon's Comic Arc, is what it's called. Sorry about that. Uh, that's actually a really fun podcast. I know I butchered the name, but I always call uh, the Pop Goes to the Couch. I used to call it Pop Goes to the Basement. So, um, what the fuck are you talking about? When we did the <laughs> reviews and stuff of everything. Anyway. Um, that's where we go over comic book arcs. Um, <laughs> the next one we talk about is when uh, Yellow Jacket, aka Hank Pym, bitch smacks uh, Janet. So that should be topical, especially with Ant Man. <laughs> like that's like the most random. Being out. Uh, it is that arc, so like I don't know what to officially call it. Uh, Hank Pym I'll, being a dick. I'll, but, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll clean it up. Don't worry. Okay. And um, the newest podcast I have is uh, Play While You Listen. Uh, it's a video game podcast that uh, I'm really excited to do, and my first guest host was uh, the wonderful Matt Souza. Hey, hey, Shif, in all seriousness, what's a little context on the pod? Like, what is it about? Like, I know it's about video games, but what's the context behind it? Uh, I go over um, the uh, monthly, it's going to be monthly, and it's going to be, like, the video games coming out that month. It's going to come out at the start of every month, and, um, well, hopefully, hopefully Andy does that, but... Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'll be this our first episode. We go over me and Matt's history of video games, and then we delve in. But uh, with future ones, with future guests, I'll go over their history, hit up if there's any big video game news coming out, um, and go over the games. Because uh, as Souza, I know Souza's a big video game player. I know you played before. I don't think Logan that much is. Um, the video games out right now are just awesome. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Nice. I guess I can't be a guest on there and talk about it in television, right? That's probably not going to Well, I know you're a big No Mercy fan, so I'll bring you on for that. Ooh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, congratulations on your new pod. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Susan, how about you? I got to say, I love this plug segment every episode. It's, it's, <laughs> it very, really... it's very entertaining for me. <laughs> uh, you can find me on this very feed on the extreme three-way dance. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, I believe we have wrapped up 1997 and going into 1998. So give that a listen. And you can also find me along with Jennifer Smith on GC Dub, a game-changing podcast where we uh, go through and talk about the world of game-changer wrestling. So you can find that every month on this very feed. And you can find me on the Twitter at msusa1991. Excellent. And Logan? Um, I do uh, chicken salad and starflation with the British contingent of Place to Be Nation. Uh, chicken salad, we go over the worst pay-per-views. Starflation, we uh, talk about Dave Meltzer's uh, five-star matches and kind of re-rate them on the seven-star scale. Um, Highway to the Impact Zone, 
Uh, we probably would have done Destination X by now, building the next pay-per-view, which I believe is locked down. So uh, just listen to that pod. We're, we just go through TNA history, watch uh, live watch all the weekly shows and pay-per-views and such. And then Who's Next is my NXT pod uh, current day uh, with uh, Andy Atherton. So that's all I got. All right. Awesome. And as for me, um, let me redo uh, Shift's uh, butchering <laughs> of uh, Traders of the Lost Ark over on the pop feed. Uh, the episode that he is referring to is, if you have seen Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the arc that I chose for us to do this round was one from the Avengers from way back in the 80s where Hank Pym uh, actually is a spousal abuser and beats up his wife Janet. And it is a very famous arc uh about hank Pym. it's called the trial of hank Pym. so um go definitely listen to that episode uh, not many people know about that comics arc and if you watch ant-man and quantum mania it kind of syncs up a little bit even though in the movie they would never ever want you to know that arc exists so that is a fun one to do and i think shift i do believe you read it and it shook you did it not yeah it <laughs> i was really shocked by it and I, I know this isn't the time or place but i'm gonna ask anyway do you think this is why they don't have uh hank pym be the ant-man um you know what you'll have to listen to the podcast and ask that question and we oh can talk about that. look at that what, yeah. a, what a damn we could talk about it on the pod. I think that's a great, great question to ask. So, yep. Anyway, so uh, anyway, guys, I love doing this show with you, even if we don't have a good match. I, I do think the uh, plug piece is starting to become one of my favorite uh, <laughs> favorite parts of this as well. Uh, Chip, it's not a bit, guys. I promise. It, it, I, I know, swear, to, it, 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 it is. It is not a bit. Whether we're arguing at the end, whether you forget about the the plugs or whatever, we are not. This is, there is no gimmick on this show. It is straight up legit, and we don't make it up. But um, anyway, we will see you guys in two weeks. I am Sean Candy. It's Scott Shiflett, uh, Matt Souza, and Logan Crossland. We will see you next time. Don't want no trouble with you. And I know you don't owe me, but I wish you would let me.